the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Bumped into a guy down here who listens to the show. And he had said to me, you know, I love the show. I love it. And I get this a lot. But you make me so angry. He said, and I don't know how you, um, how you have that passion, that energy. And then about an hour later, I get a phone call from a dear friend of mine to tell me that another friend for 35 years of my life has to go in for some surgery, and I'm very concerned about him. And the reason that I have this certain amount of passion for the stupidity that we're forced to endure by people who think that they are our betters, the self-described erudites and the Fabians who must manage life, is because we have one common enemy, every human being. And that is time. And when we allow these political whores, these rat bastards, to steal our time, before you know it, we all get that phone call and we all hear that message from a doctor that we have to have a procedure and, you know, whatever the case is. We don't have the time for this kind of stupidity that we accept from these incompetent, wretched human beings that have deem themselves to be leaders and worthy of making decisions over our lives. I'm annoyed with it. And I would be annoyed with it if these decisions were made by so-called Republicans. This is not a party issue. This is a quality of life issue. For those of us that are, we were raised in a once great place, like the suburbs of Chicago or Chicago itself or Illinois, to watch what these idiots have done to our quality of life is infuriating. To realize that we are all battling time. 7,969 people a day die in America. They don't have a minute to waste when they're on that bed. And we don't either, just because we're not on the bed. So when I see morons, morons like Pete Buttigieg, Cindy Luhu, or Pippi Liestocking. Come out and sell BS and put lipstick on the pig of their decisions and their ruling over us, which they were never to do in the first place. It drives me crazy. Crazy. I don't like it. When I see that moron mayor of Chicago with her receding hairline and her man vest pretend to be in, in the quality, to have grasp of the issues and pretend to be above us all 
whether it's getting that thing she calls hair done or celebrating a game without masks that she demand we all wear. It's not just infuriating. It is evidence of why they are to be ignored. So when union bosses, who I could argue the nuances of unions and all the rest of it, come out and say to their union workers who happen to be police, you do not have to listen. I cheer it because he is right. This so-called mayor of Chicago is nothing more than a well-connected political Marxist mafia member, and that's it. She's nothing in the grand scheme of life, and she shouldn't be able to take a minute away from any of us. Not a minute. So the hypocrisy of this idiot making money while she shuts down businesses and destroys lives. She doesn't have the gravity to understand what she's done. She's an idiot. Just like Jen Psaki, just like every single Democrat and 90% of the Republicans. But in this country, they were not to be above us. And I'm tired. I'm tired of 19 months, 20 months of listening to these imbeciles cover their lies. Here's the, here's the real skinny. There is no vaccine. It doesn't exist. It's a lie. And that's why they're afraid of the so-called unvaccinated. That's why they lie about the, the deaths among those who are vaccinated. It doesn't exist. It's a word salad with morons and liars and cheats. When you look at the New York Post today, Biden's secret flights, I said to you six months ago, they're airdropping illegal aliens in Florida and they want them to have COVID because they want to have wars with Republican-led states. No, oh, you're, you're, you're crazy. It's not on the news. It's on the local news, just like the New York Post has it. But you're not going to find it on any of your so-called mainstream media because they are the political apparatchiks of the fascists calling themselves Democrats. So don't look for the Lone Ranger to come out. And you certainly can't wait for Superman. After all, he's kissing Jimmy now. Don't wait for a hero. You need to do what that Chicago Union, police union president told his people to do. You do not have to capitulate. Is it going to be expensive? Maybe. Maybe it will be. But it seems to me when things go before judges, even the Democrats scum judges, ultimately they're forced to recognize you don't have the authority to do this to private citizens, private companies. Do we still have some? That's the real question. Because of ignorance and stupidity, people, spoiled people born into freedom, are determined and hell-bent to give it away. That's why they don't want you to see what's going on in Australia. It's a prison island. It started out like one, and it is one again. It's outrageous that in the year 2021, we have to put up with what is clearly an employee of the gangster disciples who moonlights as the Attorney General of Illinois. It's despicable. It's disgraceful that they cover up the crime and the mayhem and the absolute definition of failure of governing. Every single politician in charge in the city of Chicago, in the county of Cook, and all the way up to that necklace fat bastard calling himself governor, needs to be removed from office. They've never experienced anything like this. They've never felt anything like this. And they're legitimately frightened. Aldermen say residents are scared and the violence levels in Chicago are at a crisis level. 
Some aldermen gathered today to talk about the causes, but also solutions to crime in Chicago. Sally Schulze. Here's a solution, morons. Leave the cops alone and hire a lot more of them. Hire a lot more. Hire big ones and tough ones and bad ones with billy clubs and let them loose on the scum that is destroying the quality of life in Chicago because we don't have time for this. We don't have time for your experiments and your failure and your corruption anymore. This is it. We don't have time. And if they're not going to do that, then you, the citizen, you need to do something. And what I mean by that is not violence. Pick up and get the hell out. Because they're hoping you get used to the failure. Just like the kids got used to being stupid under the tutelage of their fat, lazy, union, communist teachers. Just like the quality of your life in that city for the last 30 years is a shadow of what it once was. A shadow. So you've got a choice to make as far as I can see. Complaining about it, that's not enough. Either do something or go. That's the answer. What's the biggest problem you're going to have? That you're going to go to a safer place and have to rebuild your economy again or your, your personal wealth again? I got news for you. They're coming for you. If you got anything, they're coming for you. If you can't do math and you can't figure out that you're not paying taxes on the value of real estate anymore, you're paying taxes on their failure. If you can't look at the adjusted inflation velocity of money and understand when you sell a property for what it was selling for 20 years ago, you lost 50%, then ignorance is bliss, but it doesn't change the fact. You're already broke. You just haven't admitted it. And, that, and, and when the people in charge come out and say the problem with the issues of not having groceries in a store is the demand, they are lying to your face, hoping you believe them because they want to keep you as their loyal, stupid base so that the Democrats can be in charge for another hundred years in the sewer of Chicago. And now they've got the reins of the, what was once the best country, and now is maybe a second world country. I think you can point to Democrat bureaus or bureaucracies and say it's clearly a third world country, especially when you see people like Kim Fox who are on the side of the criminal versus the victim. So this notion of uh, you're just going to take it and see what happens it isn't working. I've got three of these clips from three different news organizations. Proposal could give local police the power not only to arrest suspects. The mayor and police clash over the city's COVID vaccine mandate. And we find Garrett Tenney there live in Chicago with the details. Hi, Garrett. Dana, good morning to you. Any officers who do not comply with this mandate could be taken off the job as soon as tomorrow. So you know what that means? That means there's going to be less protection, not more. And if you remember, we were talking about the future. And I don't know if you, you recall, I said we should bring back the Pinkertons. Because what happens in these third world hellholes or what happened in America before we had the infrastructure of police protection and a judicial system was that you only the people with money got protection. They had to hire private security. Now, we all know the state that they ruined, the once beautiful, once third greatest economy in the world, California. We all know what they did to California. So right now, they are the canary in the coal mine. And guess what's happening right now? in the Democrat utopia-run California. Tonight, KPIX 5's Betty Yu discovered people in the marina are so fed up with all the crime, they're actually hiring their own security services. Betty? 
Liz, that's right. And I just met a private security guard who works for a home across the Palace of Fine Arts. And he says that he himself has intervened in about nine car burglaries since this summer. Now, if you take a look. And that's Chicago's future. All of those buildings with all of the people who still have some money left, who don't want to be victims with absolutely no consequences for their perpetrators, will hire private security. And it will be officially a third world country. Not because of an issue of police. It's not about police who don't want to be forced to pretend this is a vaccine or want the decision of freedom, even in the case of if they may have taken it already. It's because we've let go of the principles of Americanism. And if you're going to rebuild Chicago, if you're going to rebuild Cook County, if you're going to rebuild anything, you have to embrace those principles. Instead, we go further and further and further into the Soviet mindset of a slave, of a willing slave, hoping, hoping that someone will come and save you. This is the decision you have to make. Because we're going to talk about the bill and all the things, and it's stalled right now. There is not a doubt in my mind that it will pass. There is not a doubt in my mind. The worst aspects of this bill will be our reality. So what's our, what do we do? You just wait? No. Take your damn money out of the bank. Because these people aren't playing by the rules of American law anymore. They've bastardized it into turning their will into so-called pretend law. And they're using it as weapons against us. So it's time that we come together and understand what the game is. It's not going to be through going to school meetings and yelling at people. It's going to be when you take your kid out and they can't get the $28,000 anymore. It's not going to be hoping that they don't find you when they hire the 80,000 IRS agents. It's about grabbing your money like your grandmother and grandfather and putting it under the mattress if you have to be. It's about refusing to accept it because it's coming for you. The city of Chicago is prime evidence of that. Nobody wanted it to be like this, and here it is. It's time we have a plan of how to resist American Marxism, American Sovietism, and moreover, the Mafia. Because these aren't Democrats. These are gangsters. And I refuse to be a servant to a gangster government. 312-642-5600. Think about what they've taken away from us in their failed experiment of fascism over the last 18 months. Here's the good news. My friend is a lot like me. So he didn't really miss much. He didn't really listen. He owns a business. And you know what he did? Thank God he did it. He kept that son of a dog open every damn day. Kept it open. Because he wasn't going to let some politician destroy his life. He wasn't going to let that happen. So I, you listen, I'm optimistic. He's a fighter. He's as tough as three people. But reality is we all have a certain amount of time. Of course, when I gave him the names of my mother and my uncle, told him to say hi. If he doesn't make it, he thought I was a jerk. But still, it doesn't take away from the fact I'm actually disgusted because I don't want people like this to lose a minute to these political, wretched, fascist failures called politicians. It sickens me. Did you enjoy the game, Lightfoot? You piece of garbage. How about you, Peanut Head? What, what, what is Kim Fox doing? You think she missed a meal? They certainly didn't miss a check or worry about a bill. They've been making a fortune this whole time. It's disgusting to me. Will in Peoria. Yeah, I just want to say that, I mean, you know, what no one else is saying is the fact that, you know, what right 
does the mayor have to tell None. someone what to do with their body? What medical right, what legal right does she have to tell somebody what they should or shouldn't do with their body? She's somebody who supports pro-choice, a woman's right to choose. So why then suddenly is no one saying anything about an officer's right to choose what's best for him or her to put into their body? No one's talking about this because all these puppets in the media are protecting her. She goes to a game and violates her own mask mandate. It's pathetic. It was disgusting with the hair. Remember when she got her hair cut? Do you know how many hairdressers went bankrupt during COVID? And this, with her receding hairline and those three hairs on her head all having an argument, she went to get them done? The scarecrow that she is? That's the ultimate insult. I'll tell you another thing, Will. You know what I used to love is the expression, run out of town on a rail was originally because people of towns wouldn't accept criminal politicians and they would put them on a railroad tie and run them out of the town. That's what we need to do. Thanks, Will, for the call. Let's get them out of here. Let's get them out of here. I'm sick of it. We're going to wait till the election, hope a Republican wins, and then what happens? He does the same damn thing with a Brooks Brothers suit on. Tom in Blue Island. Sean, how you doing, brother? I'm all right. So, Sean, she's got, uh, to Will's point, she has all the right in the world because who's stopping her? There's nobody stopping her, and so she can do whatever she wants until she's made to stop. You know, half the reason I'm so angry all the time, Tom, is because Democrats, people who call themselves Democrat voters, you could do anything to these morons. Anything. They will live through any sign of corruption, any amount of failure. They'll just take it because you know what it is? They're not opposed to it. They just want in on it. They really make me sick. That's why, just tell me what states are not going to be influenced by these political whores, are not going to be run by fascists, and we'll go to them. I'm tired of living well, among they, these failures and frauds and corrupt pigs. Anything well, the response to that, Sean, would be all of them. There's an old, so Sean, you and I are about the same age. I when you and I were kids, there were four or five channels, 2579 and channel 32 and channel 11. Every once in a while, there'd be nothing else to watch in a movie called Dr. Zhivago would be on channel 11. Sure, sure. A little story about the Russian Revolution. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a scene in there where the, this adjunct of the Bolsheviks, they threaten to kill the representative from the state. And his response is, it doesn't matter. The state will go on. That's exactly right. And, they, and so they don't kill him. And then a few minutes later, they mow down uh, some old-timer who was part of a religious sect, a, a Catholic Christian religious sect. Right. And but Dr. You know Zhivago's you know all upset about it. You know the difference, Tom? And, uh, That's the Soviet Union, where they voted or they right. allowed that to happen. We're America. It is supposed to be against our Constitution, and it is. And yet here we are. Thank you, Tom. But I'll tell you another thing. This story of the flights is on the front page of the New York Post. This is a monster story. And there's not one talking mannequin that's going to talk about it in the, in the mainstream media. Barbara Lakeview. Hi, hi. Um, well, first of all, right on to both Will and Tom. Not only am I proud of our cops who, 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 who stood up to Lightfoot, but Dr. Chivago was brilliant. Yes, it was. I've seen it a number of times myself. I but, got a friend, Nikki C., looks just like Omar Sharif. Go ahead. <laughs> but, um, Sean, you said that we should all take our money out of the bank. Well, recently... There was a country, and I think it was Japan, that had a real cash crisis going on. They were in, the banks were in negative interest. You had to pay to keep your money in the bank. So yeah. people started taking out cash, and they were holding on to cash. The government didn't like it, and they said, we're voiding the value of the cash. That's old money. It's no good. Now we're printing new money. Oh, boy. Well, Barbara, at a certain point, if they're going to take it from you, is it good anyway? I'd rather burn I, it. I, I, I I'd rather burn me. it than let them take it. I of swear to God, Sean, not a day goes by that I'm not wondering what to do. 
That, I yeah, that, that's exactly, I'm on, I'm thinking about it day in and day out. Barbara, when this passes, I'm dead serious. Take it all out, because they're going to come and get it anyway. Before I let this, by, before I let Janet Yellen know if I'm going to send my daughter money for her rent and I get reported to the IRS, I got news for you. I'll drive it the nine hours and give it to her in cash. Thanks, Barbara. I appreciate it. We'll take the rest of your calls, I think, when I get back. I didn't look at the rundown. Misty's going to be mad. 312-642-5600. ago i was at twin anchors and i saw that pencil neck geek andy shaw then a little while after that i was uh in some tavern and i saw the big lomox flannery and i thought to myself boy these are reporters and instead of making sure that shaw's daughter went to work for obama and flannery gets to cozy up against the madigan mafia it's always nice to talk to a reporter from not inside crook county and the sewer of chicago See, it's a different state when you just get outside of it a little bit. And down in Springfield, there's Greg Bishop. Greg Bishop reports on Illinois government and other issues for the Center Square. He's also been uh, an award-winning broadcaster for years. He's host of WMAY Morning Newsfeed out of Springfield. I wanted to bring him on for a little, uh, little optimism, although it is in Springfield. So any, uh, any news on my bar vices? you think we can get the permit? Do we have to bribe one of Madigan's uh, lobbyists? Or how does that look, Greg? Well, uh, there's uh, always stuff to talk about out of uh, the Capitol, especially whenever veto session uh, just is now starting. And even though there aren't any bills for lawmakers to override uh, that the governor may have vetoed, they've got a lot on their on their plate that they're looking to uh, to tackle this week and next week during fall veto session. So let's get right into it. The uh, the mandated forced chemical injection experimental chemical called a vaccine into the body of children and uh are the schools able to uh enforce this or what's it going to look like down uh you know around the state so it's uh kind of a you know a wait and see approach when it comes to mandating vaccines for kids uh, that has not been approved by the fda or the cdc uh but uh here in springfield actually the uh, springfield public school board uh, they recently did send a non-binding resolution to the Department of Public Health supporting adding COVID-19 vaccine to the list of vaccines that kids would be required to take before they could be admitted into school. Now, this uh, did uh, raise all kinds of uh, opposition, of course, uh, and uh, fascinating to hear some of the parents that uh, attended the uh, school board meeting a couple of weeks ago uh, opposing uh, the, the non-binding resolution. But you also have the current state mandate that the governor's implemented uh, for all educators, pre-K through college, to get vaccinated. What we're finding out is some school districts are enforcing this. And last night here in Springfield, uh, the school board did uh, essentially move forward with um, a resolution, two resolutions to hold two teachers uh, accountable for not following those mandates. Two teachers, uh, Cadence Cohen and uh, Kingsley Keys. They said that uh, they have a conscientious objection to taking the vaccine, which they say is experimental. Uh, but also, they do not want to comply with the testing requirements, which is one of the kind of options that people have to not get the vaccine. Uh, they mm-hmm. say that uh, the, the Healthcare Right of Conscience Act, uh, which is a, a decades-old law in Illinois, uh, means that they cannot be discriminated against for their uh, choice to not take a medical procedure. 
Uh, and this is causing uh, some, some questions in other school districts that are smaller, where they they have boards and they have superintendents saying that they can't risk taxpayer dollars on lawsuits that could come their way if they hold uh, teachers, uh, you know, uh, if they look to discipline teachers or fire teachers for not complying with the governor's mandate. And several people have pointed out, even parents and fellow teachers uh, across the state, that uh, the governor's mandate is not law. There's no law in the state of Illinois that requires people to get the COVID-19 vaccine. It's just a mandate from the governor, from one person. So uh, we're seeing this play out in different ways all across the state, depending on what school district, uh, you know, what, what, what they decide to do on a local level. But there's also the concern that uh, small and rural districts have that uh, the idea of local control is being hijacked. Well, that's a safe bet. I, 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 don't, don't you think that the big push by Pritzker is because he is in that high-risk category? If you look at Illinois, you look at the seniors that have been vaccinated, you look at the people over 50 that have been vaccinated, you look at the risk among children. I mean, why the big push? Is it just because he's morbidly obese and in that very, very high-risk area of even tying his shoe, let alone dealing with COVID? Yeah, I'm not, not going to comment on uh, on that <laughs> issue per se, but I will I will inject this into the conversation. It's something that the Illinois Fraternal Order of Police raised, and that's the lack of conversation around natural immunity. And of course, this deals directly with what's going on in Chicago right now. I'm sure you're fully aware of the uh, police officers that uh, are not complying with Mayor Lori Lightfoot's vaccine mandate. Uh, and one number I saw was what like. <laughs> 3,000 or so uh, law enforcement officers in Chicago may not be able to report to work. Uh, but what the Illinois Fraternal Order Police told me was the idea of natural immunity uh, is just not being worked into this equation. And it should be because a lot of first responders from police officers to nurses to EMTs, to firefighters, yeah. even teachers, uh, they've gotten COVID, they've gotten over COVID, and they have natural immunities, which some studies do show uh, as more robust protection than just the narrow protection that the vaccine may offer. So we've had a problem where repeat offenders seem to be, you wouldn't believe this, causing crime again. So I saw Durkin's bill. I don't know if it's more of a political stunt than something that's viable, but uh, can Cook County Police have the ability to override the state's attorney on criminal charges? Is that something that's viable, or is it simply to uh, to bolster Durkin's coffers? The proposal that uh, House Minority Leader Jim Durkin proposed this week, um, he says it's based off of several cases where Cook County State's Attorney Tim Fox uh, ultimately did not pursue charges. Uh, and uh, Some cases that uh, Durkin highlights are pretty egregious. Uh, so this being a Republican bill, the chances of it advancing are very slim, but uh, he's using it uh, as a way to highlight that uh, there does need to be a little bit more discretion, he says, on uh, Cook County law enforcement, not Chicago, but all of the municipalities within Cook County that aren't in Chicago. If they have criminal activity that the state's attorney does not choose to prosecute, then what Durkin's ultimately wanting to do is allow for those local law enforcement officials to essentially override the state's attorney's office and to pursue those charges. Now, the state's attorney's office didn't respond to me yesterday, but they did respond today. Uh, and they and they said that uh, there is oversight and uh, uh, various types of uh, transparency measures in state law as is 
They didn't necessarily shoot down Durkin's proposal, but the statement seems to indicate that they feel that uh, the, the, the proposal from Durkin is not necessary. So you had an article a while ago about the congressional uh, maps, and the meeting was a joke, lasted 24 minutes. I, I'm now hearing that it looks like Kinzinger's gone. He wrote a letter, and it's not a terrible loss to anybody. But it does is that going to be the case? Is his district now gone, the Congress, that the congressman we're going to lose is going to be the Republican or so-called Republican, Kinzinger? The proposed maps that the Democrats dropped on Friday, uh, which shows a little the congressional seat, uh, interestingly, has, uh, they gave Democrats two additional seats and removed two seats from Republicans. So uh, definitely a very Democrat-heavy map. And anybody who looks at it can obviously see uh, how one particular district uh, that stretches from uh, central Illinois wraps around the, the eastern part of the state and it goes all the way up to the northern part of the state. Uh, that's, uh, that's a huge, expansive uh, geographic district, which whoever's in that district is going to have a lot of miles to put on their car. Uh, but uh, fascinating uh, turn of events today was a uh, federal panel of judges. They shot down the Democrats' uh, legislative maps. And we've talked in the, in the past about the legislative maps in that process. And that was something that back in May, Democrats had estimates. They passed a map. The governor enacted those maps in June. Uh, Republicans and the Mexican-American Legal Defense and Educational Fund, they sued Democrats in federal court. And then the Democrats came back with updated census data and, and passed revised maps. Well, the judge, the three-panel judge uh, group today actually shot down those Democrat maps uh, and said that uh, the Republicans and Maldef, they now have an opportunity to propose fixes. And ultimately, Maldef told me today that uh, what the judges ultimately said is the maps the Democrats passed were illegal. They were racially gerrymandered. And uh, they now have the opportunity to to correct that. So we'll see that play out the next few weeks here as well. But Republicans using it as an opportunity uh, to essentially blast the Democrats and the governor uh, for what they say is is putting forward failed maps that has uh, politicians picking their voters instead of voters picking their politicians. Yeah, that's shocking. Um, that's good news, though. I mean, this is this is a good this is something good that we rarely get. Now you had something that about, you know, I knew when we had the COVID um, restrictions and I knew in the attempt to uh, recreate the velocity of money and this pumping money into all kinds of areas, I knew there would be some skullduggery. But the idea that it would happen through municipalities and um, wage theft, you had an article about this wage theft. Um, is there a way to correct this or is this just money that's gone and there's nothing we can do about it? Well, uh, the, the COVID dollars um, that uh, that have been released, not just for uh, municipalities, which, by the way, a lot of municipalities have left about $1.8 million on the table, and that's going to be shifted around to other uh, cities across the state uh, because they weren't claimed. Uh, tracking these dollars is going to be extremely important for taxpayers uh, because, the, uh, of course, you want, you want the money to be most beneficial. They're your tax dollars. But when you have, for instance, uh, you know, the city of Chicago getting billions, uh, municipalities across the state sharing $700 plus million, that's a lot of taxpayer money that's going out. And uh, it's going to be incumbent upon taxpayers to uh, really uh, go through all the spending with a fine-tooth comb. Uh, 
Uh, and we even hear parents within uh, school districts pretty upset uh, with the, the strings that are attached with uh, these COVID relief dollars. Uh, and a lot of the, uh, the, the parents are digging into the books and seeing that uh, the strings attached are uh, you know, requiring certain types of COVID policies. Uh, so some parents across the state not happy about that. But I do want to just, uh, just delineate between the COVID dollars and this case about uh, wage theft. That was an entirely separate situation, which dealt with uh, the Illinois Police Merit Board, uh, a, a woman who is uh, in the financial uh, arena within the Police Merit Board. She uh, is accused down here in Springfield, uh, a criminal complaint uh, saying that she forged her executive director's signature on overtime and uh, up to $100,000 worth of overtime. And the story gets really interesting because she claims after being investigated uh, by the executive director for possible forgery or for alleged forgery, uh, she claims that uh, there was a harassment that uh, the executive director uh, acted against her. Those harassment allegations were not founded. Uh, and ultimately, she was charged with uh, with forgery. Now, she tells a local uh, media outlet down here in Springfield that uh, she's she's innocent. But uh, you have Republicans uh, demanding answers from the Pritzker administration because this woman was also a campaign worker for Governor J.B. Pritzker during the 2018 campaign. So Republicans are demanding to get more information about who knew what when. And uh, an interesting little side note here, too, on this is that massive criminal uh, reform bill and the police regulation bill that passed back in January. Uh-huh. Uh, Republicans say last minute there was one line put in there that essentially got rid of the executive director's position uh, because he's a former law enforcement officer, and they say that's a conflict of interest. But Republicans say that's uh, being a last-minute addition to this 800-page bill smells a lot like retaliation. So uh, Republicans yeah. are demanding a, a more information on that. I told you, Greg, they're going to Cook County the entire state. Greg Bishop, reporter for Center Square, also host of WMAY Morning Newsfeed out of Springfield. Thank you so much for joining me, and I really appreciate it. Anytime. We'll talk soon. All right. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Well, the fascism and the failure of the Democrat mafia are going on, there's a lot of money a lot, a lot of money, $6 trillion pumped into the economy to mimic business and the money that the American economy generated organically. Although, you know, I'm sure there's some, some fraud in there. Believe me, there's subsidies. But that actual money was to mimic the small business shutdown and the people that would be affected by the unconstitutional fascistic shutdown of our nation. And in the meantime, you didn't get much of it. I mean, I don't know how many of you got the PPP loans and the rest of it, and everybody was told by their accountants, well, this is tax money, and you, you know, you've got to take it now, and you deserve it. But what about the money to the municipalities and little local governments and even state governments? They don't know what they're doing with it, and I predict 30 40% misappropriated is the kind term. Stolen is the real definition. So the story of overtime being frauded and bills being padded, what's going to be the recourse? Who do you turn to to audit the government? Who does that? Well, it should be what? Maybe the IRS? But is that what the new IRS, who shares the logo with the Third Reich, is that what they'll be doing once this bill passes? 
I don't think so. Is the FBI going to investigate the Democrat mafia? Well, after all, Chicago has an FBI. And what happened while Mike Madigan was building a five-decade-long stronghold and mafia that corrupted we don't know how many aldermen? Ed Burke is the safe one. And the rest of it. What happened to ComEd and Exelon who bribed the mafia? Oh, they got to pay a fine? How convenient. All of your rates have gone up because politicians voted on it. This is what I mean. At a certain point, you have to recognize that the corruption in the government, specifically the Democrat mafia, is systemic. It is interwoven. It is their base. So I like the stories that point it out. But what will the repercussions be? We are going to discuss some of what's in this bill that you have no idea that will pass when I get back. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Well, I was talking to Greg Bishop. He did not write the article. It was, however, in the center square. And there's a bill proposed in Illinois to allow prisoners to vote. Now, prisoners, meaning people that have shot policemen like Jovan McPherson, charged with shooting the officer in the face yesterday after he kidnapped a woman in Lincoln Park. You will die was the message captured on the body camera moments before the 23-year-old cockroach residing for now in Elgin shot the Chicago police officer in the face, prosecutors say. Oh, prosecutors say. I wonder how many of those prosecutors are really worried that um, he, he wasn't heard yelling mutual combat before he shot the police officer in the face and peanut head Kim Fox will let him walk. But here's the good news for Democrats. Shortly, he'll still be part of your Democrat mafia base. Don't worry. It's going to pass here in Chicago. And roaches, scoundrels and scum that shoot police and kidnap women and beat children and molest them will still, still be a member of your Democrat mafia. The scum that you are. All right. Joe in Naperville, got a comment on PPPP loans. Hi, Joe. I do. I, hello. In a way, I can kind of understand the government shut down businesses for, so for them to get money. But here's the problem I have with municipalities. Municipalities never stopped collecting monies. My taxes still got to have to be collected. My garbage fees had to be collected. And also the municipalities stopped providing services. So if they were still charging money and collecting money but not providing services, why did they need help? Joe, because they are gods among men. The American government has gone from the servant to the master. You, unfortunately, have gone from the master to the servant with the rest of us. And um, in the autopsy of America, once the American empire, once we recognize that it's bankrupt and officially collapses 20, 30 years in the future, 100 years from then, when they do the autopsy of what, how the American empire collapsed, it will be the year 2020 that will be responsible for it. Because it is still... For those people who understand the principles of being an American citizen, it is still mind-boggling that the government was able to take control of the quality of your life. It is 
anti-American. It should have never, ever been done. And uh, it shows how stupid we are in the year 2021, how gullible and how willing to be slaves we are. And that is the flaw of man. We are unfortunately willing to buy lies from very, very good liars like Pippi Lystocking. And whenever this moron, oh, by the way, I'm noticing a little wear and tear on Pippi Lystocking. I think it's getting a little bit much. After all, how much of that BS can you shovel every day before you start to look a little old? The, the, one of the critical pay in the package is tax enforcement. Um, and, and we've discussed this a couple times the last couple of weeks. But given the scale of the ramp up we've seen from the banking industry in opposition to the proposal you've laid out, what's the sense from the White House in terms of the pushback against that or if they're concerned about the, the future of that proposal? Well, it should not be lost on anyone that the loudest opposition uh, to these proposals and the biggest ad spending against them is from the biggest banks who simply do not want to be bothered by additional reporting on inflows and outflows. That should not be lost. Uh, we can certainly get you the numbers. or it's No, you're making them de facto IRS agents through your unconstitutional, unread Marxist plan to nationalize everything. You fraud, and I don't even believe your hair's red. What do you think of that, Red? It's publicly available out there on how much money is being spent and how vocal this opposition is. I would note that the top 1% is responsible for $163 billion a year in owed but unpaid taxes. Poppycock fraud. You want to start collecting unpaid taxes? Let's look at the one with the soggy pants called Biden. Let's look at him, his crackhead son with the fake cap teeth. Let's look at even Jill. I think she's in on the scam. I know the brother and sister are. And then let's look at Nancy Pelosi and her scum husband. And we could go to Feinstein. And I just found out that Maxine Waters has been paying her daughter $80,000 a year to be the head of nonsense out of her campaign coffers. That's not legal, but legal is what you say it is. Right, Red? I think you're wrong, but here's the problem. You have infiltrated the justice system to now it is part of the Fourth Reich. It is now your weapon. So the banks are putting up a fight, and the so-called one percenters, let's do a little math here, stupid, because you don't know if it's Tuesday or July. Let's take the guy everybody loves to hate. Let's take Bezos and Amazon. Amazon, in 20 years, has a wealth value asset at about a trillion dollars. Bezos owns 16%. That's all he owns. And everybody hates the money that Bezos made. But yet, Bezos created $840 million in wealth for other people. For other people. Now see, most of the people who have that wealth haven't taken the profit yet. But under your new plan, you want to make them tax liable for this. Under your new plan, you want people to pay taxes four and five times. And you're not even hiding it anymore. So under this new plan that you say is for the poor people, you know who it's going to hurt? Stupid. It's going to hurt the poor people. Because who are those people that work at Amazon? Are they rich? No. And yet they still have health care. They still have a paycheck. But under her plan, she's dumb enough to tell you that the reason there's no product on the shelves is because the demand is high. You have liars and frauds like this telling you fairy tales and lies. And yet those people who still live in the ghettos of danger and failure that the Democrat mafia produce, they still nod their head 
because they're scum. So this proposal we're talking about is about preventing high-income individuals who are not typical wage earners, meaning they don't get paid through standard payroll. I hope every single one of them rips every dollar they have out of the bank. I hope that every one of them shuts every door because the only way you can teach to a moron is to make them live through it. There's always going to be that kid. The stove is hot. The stove is hot. You're going to touch it anyway, aren't you, stupid? Now go ahead, and we'll explain while you're crying with the blister why you're an idiot. Or you could just tell everybody, you're a Democrat and make us all understand up front. W-2s. The vast, vast majority, I think it's something like 97% of wage earners are paying the taxes they owe. We're not talking about that here. Can you imagine what they would do if the people who are forced and extorted to pay their taxes through an emergency scheme called payroll taxes demanded that it stop? Maybe if they didn't feel like have that slave mindset, that they're only deserving of 50% of their money and that the government gets to seize it from them through their working year. Maybe if they thought like Americans and understood principles, then maybe liars like this could be put in her place. By the way, how's Pippi Lystocking's stock portfolio? Anybody want to do an audit? Any IRS agent want to track her $600? That's what this idiot spends on shoes and lunch. We're talking about the highest income individuals, 1% uh, who are responsible for $163 billion a year in owed but unpaid uh, taxes. And they only make that because they let their money work. I pray to God the resistance to this is that they take it out of everywhere. I really do. And you will stop this dog right in its tracks. That's just me, Ken in Geneva. Yeah, I just wanted to say you're you're spot on in certain places, but you're discounting how strong the small percentage is. And it only took 3% or so of the population during the Revolutionary War. I, I strongly believe, Sean, 33%. that when push comes to shove, the American spirit's there, and it's going to defend what it needs to defend. And it'll take down what it needs to take down any way necessary. So I just want your listeners not to give up. No, I don't think anybody's giving up. But what you're talking about, Ken, ultimately is an innuendo of violence. See, I don't think that America should no. run on violence. No, I think that not, my, not, the law of America is the shield. Enemies, the shield. Uh, I mean, uh, law is our shield. I don't need violence. I don't want to see a civil war. I don't want a revolutionary war. We don't need one. What we need is the American citizen to understand he's not the slave, he's the master. And these people who lie, cheat, and steal and work in the cloak of government, they are the ones who need to be audited. Not you, not Ken in Geneva, nobody in America except politicians. See, because they've cut out rules. I mentioned those politicians very specifically. Maxine Waters paying her daughter 80000 is the cherry on the Maxine Waters fraud Sunday. Her husband was among the first to get the bailout from his bank that he owns that he shouldn't own. As he gave loans he shouldn't have given that were frauded documents, yet he walks around like a successful businessman. Maxine Waters, jail. Nancy Pelosi, jail. Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and the rest of them, jail. Not Ken in Geneva. See, because this government is working under a cloak and we need to pull either the cloak to the ground and put the light on the scam. That is the American economic system 
as it's been bastardized and taken over by swindlers. And the last thing we should do is sit complacently by while they shove another $7 trillion down your throat. 312-642-5600. So I love this um, break app. Pollen Oates. Here's, here's Illinois' idea of winning, all right? Because I had told you long ago, wherever a Democrat rules, failure is the future. Six new Illinois retails, retailers are now approved for SNAP recipients. What's SNAP? That's government cheese. That's food stamps. So now these people who, uh, unfortunately, are supposed to be short-term recipients of welfare, and as we know really are the Democrat base, and they have generational food stamp problems. 1.8 million Illinois SNAP recipients, 1.8 million people in Illinois, eat for free. And now they could shop like you do. I think that's the, the biggest slap in the face for somebody who tries to feed his four kids and works three jobs, goes to the grocery store to pick up dinner, and all of a sudden it's $100 and it's normal. And now, let's see, where are these places? Six new retailers have been, uh, Governor Prisker announced six new retailers. Those retailers, Capri IGA, County Market, Fair Play Neighborhood Market, Schnucks, Super Mercado's El Guero, and the Woodman's Market. Oh, good. Now, see, that money, here's my favorite part about this scam. That tax money, that welfare money, goes into their coffers, and they get to pretend it's actual profit. You see how Keynesianism is a cancer? So that tax money goes into the, into the real economy, and then this company pretends it's profit. They pretend it's real money. Not only do they have to pay taxes on it, but their only, way, their only hope to stay in business is if more welfare money comes into it, meaning that these companies are basically subsidized on welfare. See, that's why you don't want to give welfare. Because you taint the real economy. And now it's so interwoven with government money, every damn thing is subsidized by welfare. Which is why, no matter how much they fail, they have to just keep cranking it up. Cranking it up. $800 billion a month this government spends, and it's not enough. Their idea of success is more credit. That's how you know the end is near. Sorry, I hate to, hate to give you reality, but that's what it is. Corey in Woodlawn... Yeah, I said that uh, to your uh, lady that took the call. Jenny Yellen revealed her relationship with the IRS because she's working with them. They're a collection agency for the Fed, and a lot of Americans need to understand that. Sure. There, here, here's, the, here's when you know there's a problem. When your so-called representatives, who are supposed to represent the people in their districts, immediately go to um, Caligula, Caligula for nerds, Las Vegas for nerds, Washington, and they automatically say the money they're going to take from their constituents is their revenue. The minute the government refers to the money it takes from you as revenue, they're incentivized to take more from you. That's how they get more revenue. And that pits up the, the, the exact opposite of what a republic is supposed to be. Politicians are supposed to go to Washington and fight for Corey in Woodlawn. Yet when they go to Washington or they go to Springfield or whatever it is they go to, they immediately think, how could I take Corey's money? That's an upsetting reality that we must start to face. And there is no government representation. There is government extortion. And that is not the way of America. It's not supposed to be that way. Imagine how it's supposed to be. Is you're supposed to not 
be subjected to constantly, constantly paying larger and larger. I was watching a thing with Corey. Um, I think his name is Corey Hart. He's a comedian. Is that his name, Bunny? The comedian? Um, yeah, he's a comedian. Corey Hart's a singer. I don't, I don't remember his name, but he's the guy. Kevin Hart. There it is. Thank you. See, Misty knows how I think. Kevin Hart. And he said he makes a ton of money, this kid. A ton of money. There's a movie, he gets $25 million. And during his dissertation, he said, when I get paid, I think 50% is the government's. So every time this kid gets a movie, the government gets $12.5 million. Now, they didn't go and sing and dance and perform and make people laugh. See, in my America, the government is supposed to be restrained. They're not my partner. The government's not my partner. You tell me what taxes are to be affordable. That was the principle of all capitalism in America itself. You're supposed to know what they are, and they're supposed to be affordable. Your quality of life is not supposed to shrink because you're paying your taxes. And now you know why. Because 1.8 million people eat for free while you worry about paying your food bills. This is the collapse of a society built on freedom and property rights. Because you don't have any. It's whatever these political whores decide they are. George in his car. Hey, George. George is no longer in his car. He must have got carjacked. Lori in Lyle. Yes, hi, Sean. Can you hear me? I can hear you beautifully. Hi. I I, I want to know, like, our employers take money out of our checks every week, and we can't stop them. I tried. They, they told me they have to do it. Yeah. So what if we claim, what if I claim 10 dependent children, and so they take so little out of my check that I'm not paying You'll go to government. jail more than somebody that carjacked three cheerleaders in the city of Chicago. That's what that's what the reality is. And then Nancy Pelosi and Diane Feinstein and all these politicians and and Bezos and all these rich guys are all using loopholes to not be. Well, here's the thing. We got to watch this now, Lori, and this is the, where I'm going to be a little different than most people. When somebody keeps their own money, when Bezos keeps his own money, he hires thousands of more people. When you are avoiding double taxation or you're using your money to grow, it's not a loophole. We've got to stop adopting the verbiage of the Marxists. See, in, in this world, Lori, in this America, you fighting for your check, you do what you just said. You claim 10 people. You know what they're going to call you? A tax cheat. Yet somebody who takes your money, and gives it to their contributor, their campaign contributor, and overpays for a road and gets 30% back, that's called a representative. So there's a problem. The tax cheat is the politician, not Lori, who wants to keep her own money. The problem is they've created a Rube Goldberg system where they're putting you in jail, literally, for a longer period of time for doing what you just said more than somebody who carjacks in the city of Chicago. You'll do more time. You're not going to be walking on the street after they pick you up. So the difference is you have a choice to make. You're a good person. You're law-abiding. You unfortunately have to pay your taxes. I hate to tell you. I don't like it anymore, and you do, but I'm too pretty to go to prison. 312-642-5600. Man, oh, man. I once dated an IRS agent's daughter. I think this song we used to dance to. Mike in Yorkville. John, good afternoon. Um, hey, I just want to comment. Just the idea, like you said, you don't want civil war. You don't want a revolutionary war. The only problem is with that, and I agree with what you're saying, is the problem we have is you keep on saying we need to arrest people, we need to do things, but we don't have people 
in authority right now that have integrity. And integrity means a lot when it comes to no matter who you are, what political class affiliation you could be, because they understand the difference between what is right and what is wrong. Yeah. And that's the hopelessness people have because they realize right now the people that are in charge are still trying to convince us that a man can have a baby. And they're the ones making the decisions. And all the things that we see that are wrong are being pushed to the side, which makes people even more hopeless. So here's here's the reason and what I'm trying to convey, and it's probably due to the fact I cannot articulate it. It's not like that everywhere in this country. You feel like that because of Yorkville. Clive, I think was his name, felt like that because of where he is. Because in Illinois, in Illinois, it's the norm. But that's not the norm in just next door. My point to you, Mike, is this. Violence against the state is not necessary under the founding principles and documents and the unalienable rights this country guarantees as written. Not only that, you're never going to win, brother. You can't win. I understand. Because you you now have uh, uh, people in charge that are looking for you to give them the excuse. You see what's going on in this January 6th nonsense. You see how they're trying to indict you how they're trying to indict me, how they're trying to indict everybody that even voted for Trump. But it's not like that in just a state away. What we need to do as, as good people trapped under a, a fat slob fascist like Pritzker, who says today he may lift the indoor mask mandate before the holidays, is take your mask off now. Civil disobedience, not physical disobedience. Right. That's why I I rail about taxes. Guess what happens at tax time? I pay the damn taxes, whatever they are. I don't like it, but I pay it. Do I think I should have to pay that amount? The answer is no. But I understand that the ramifications and those people in charge are looking to put me in jail like they're looking to put Mike in jail. And unfortunately, we're one off. But when you come to a state or or, or an area that fights for you, you live a better quality of life, Mike. And to me, that's what every atrocity is about. I don't know you, but I hope you live another 30 years. Is there a guarantee you will? No. Should you spend one day under fascistic rule? My answer is no. So it doesn't have to be that way, and I would never advocate violence against the state. Because you know who? These cowards aren't the one you're going to fight. There'll be some 18-year-old kid that thinks he's doing the right thing. And that's not that's not winning. There is no I'm an anti-war guy, believe it or not, Mike. I don't mind a good fist fight in a backyard. I love it. Nobody's more upset that they invented guns and and military arsenals than me because I miss the old days with the axes and the spears. But that's all over with. And I don't want to I don't want to have to uh, uh, be involved in something that's violent like that. And you know what? We don't have to be our our ancestors, our founders already fought that war. We got to fight it with our mind. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. We don't have to take it. It is so refreshing to be in a place where the governor, where the mayor, where the Congress people understand the principles of America. I want that for all of you. You're not going to get it because this system in Illinois is corrupted. There's a guy in office. Nobody can anybody. Has anybody ever met anybody that voted for Pritzker that wasn't in on the scam? That wasn't some slip and fall scumbag lawyer that just hoped to get some business from the government or was in on the Table of Wisdom LLC investment scam of tax auction properties and the rest of what we think is normal in Illinois and the sewer of Chicago and Cook County. 
So these, the, your abuser is never going to stop abusing you in Cook County, in Chicago, in Illinois. And your Republican version, is it a big deal to anybody that Adam Kinzinger is going to have to be a lobbyist now? Does anybody care? Did he do anything, the Tea Party guy, for you, for your principles, for your morals, for the problems of why you sent him there? But down in different states, they actually do. And they come back and they fight it. So down, you know, where I am in Florida, there's no COVID. There was no COVID restrictions here. None. No businesses closed. Nobody had to sit in their house and don't visit your mother. Nobody. Because here, you're an American. Texas, you're an American. Kentucky, even Indiana. So you don't have to take it. Just like this thing, when this bill passes, and it's going to pass, you don't have to sit by. I don't know how much money you got. It doesn't matter. The banking system times it, whatever your deposit is by 10, they lend it out to scallywags. Go get your money. Collapse the system. That's the answer. David Lansing. Uh, hey, Sean. I'm getting very frustrated at those on the right now because, you know, we're, we're sitting here trying to battle the far leftists, and most people out there think we either need to use words or weapons. I like your ideas. Let's use money. That's Let's it. quit funding Facebook and all the social media by just getting rid of it. Let's fund the politicians that help us, like Rand Paul and Senator Cotton. Put the money towards the people that actually do something that yeah. help us. I'm the, I'm the worst radio host. I'm the worst. Weapon. You with the MAGA hat on. I'm the you worst know? radio host in America because I don't think you should give anybody money. Nobody but your kids. I think you should call David Hockberg. I was never a debt guy. Never had debt. Never liked debt. If I had debt, I worked five times as hard to pay it off in a hurry. I understood the principles of the evil erosion of compound interest. So I, I, I worked hard. Take the money out of your house. Get a credit line on it and buy something in a good state. Put the leverage on it. Get ready to section eight your house. Because that's all it's going to live in Illinois. The, what's growing in Illinois is the welfare. It is a state with a trajectory in the dirt. The only way it can even pass as functional is on federal welfare. It's over. So you could pretend that there's going to be some comeback, but there isn't. Recognize it and prepare and make sure your kids never live in Illinois because they're taking care of your mommy and daddy. That's what we all do. It's time to break the chain. That's how I feel. I'm not going to, what are you going to do? You're going to go to war? Come on. First of all, you don't stand a chance. Secondly, the kid you're fighting isn't your enemy. The enemy is the freak with a vest on pretending to be a detective from the 30s calling herself Lori Lightfoot and her larger twin, Preckwinkle, and their morphodite brother without a neck, Pritzker. That's how it works. Those are your enemies. Stop enriching them. Stop buying the lie. Call it what it is, a lie, and don't open your business there anymore. Give it away. It's refreshing to give it away. You don't even worry about it anymore. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls and comments when I get back. All right. I'm going to go to the phone lines. Roscoe Village. Helen. Yes. How you doing, Sean? Good. Great to um, speak with you. Um, long time ago, there was a movie put out called The Second Civil War. Um, it was done by HBO with it's a satire with my favorite James Earl Jones, but yeah. it's exactly what's going on today with the media, with the politicians, with the twisting of American people. 
And I agree with you. Guns aren't going to work. We have to get control in another way. But tell people to find it on Um, shit. It's it's funny, but sad. Yeah, Um, and that kind of it kind of sums up our reality right now. If it wasn't Mm -hmm. if it wasn't so sad and it wasn't affecting all of us, this would almost be funny. The 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 level of incompetence Mm -hmm. and failure. And the the funny thing is, I'm not anti. You know, if if you're attacked, I'm I'm fine with war. I'm fine with it. But I also mm-hmm. want to always know that there is a point to it. Because I'll never forget what my uncle who uh, was was Vietnam once told me. The definition of war is brave men that fight, murder, and die on behalf of cowards. And that really sums it up. These politicians are the I, cowards. Who they send I to agree. do the fighting are the are the are the warriors that are blindfolded by patriotism and it's sad and we need to stop the chain and uh, you know like i said i'm not anti-war you attack us uh, believe me i think we should kick your teeth in, and that's the rest of it but i'm not looking to do that in america against americans and i would never promote anything of violence against kids in america thank you very much i appreciate it steve downtown hey uh sean i yes. wanted to mention about taking the money out of the banks what we should yeah. do now is invest in safe companies because everybody's going to be exiting. <laughs> Liberty safe. Misty, get him on the phone. Let's see if we can turn him into an advertiser because, you know, this is Stephen Leahy, by the way. Um, Steve, I don't think people understand exactly how things will change rapidly once this inevitable, in my opinion, but maybe hopefully it can be stalled once this bill of 2,500 pages of, of ambiguity and law becomes our reality. I don't think they're aware of it. Just give us some uh, little tidbits that are in here that people might not be aware of. Well, again, I agree with you that that, that it's going to pass. They talked about this about three or four weeks ago that they were going to change it from $600 to 10000 or something like that. Like that makes a big difference because it doesn't. It doesn't. If, it's, if it's about your privacy, it could be 100000 It's still wrong, right, okay. no matter how much money they say it is. They shouldn't be going into our into our bank account. I think I think I also mentioned that that they're talking about uh, tracking you on your car now too to to charge you for every mile that you're on the vehicle. But then you, they know exactly where you are and what's going on. So the, yeah. the, the the privacy is over, and this is what we should protect our privacy. Huh, Stephen? You give me hope. You know why? You're a lawyer, and I don't hate you. You do dress kind of funny, <laughs> though. Thank you very much for calling. I appreciate it. And to uh. To Stephen's point, you said yesterday that um, beyond the clean energy performance plan, there's more on the table as far as what you could do legislatively on climate. Um, uh, Senator Manchin today said that carbon tax is not one of the things that's come up in discussions that the White House has had with him. Is that something that the White House has taken off the table? And if so, why? I'm not taking any options on or off the table. This is an ongoing negotiation, and obviously each of the senators or members who are part of the negotiations can speak for themselves. So they pass it by rallying to their bases to hate the one percenter, to hate the banks, to hate the corporations. In the meantime, what they'll do is tax everybody simply on their life, on their movement itself. This is why it's a dismal future, and this is why anybody who voted for this piece of garbage needs to be ostracized. Mark in his car. Hey, Sean. Um, I just want to echo what you said right before the last commercial break about the state of Illinois. I'm living the life that I think you're living, and a lot of people are starting to realize we got to follow. 
we bought a house in Florida a few years ago, and the money we lost selling our house here, we've made back five times over in Florida in the last few years. Um, you're dead on. Our kids got out of college, and they did not come back to Illinois. There's no opportunity here. They got to go out of state. And it's I've sad. got a business it's, we're trying. It's sad to say this to people, my fellow Illinoisans, my fellow Chicagoans. It's 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 heartbreaking. But Mark, you got you have one life to live. You have one life to live, and to live it under abuse, where some politician takes away your business and your freedom and your mobility, that is not why this country was founded, and that's not why our parents and grandparents and people we didn't know fought for our freedom and our liberty. So I want everybody to experience what you're experiencing. And here's the thing. It's hard for me because my whole family doesn't do it. So I go back and forth and back and forth. And you know something? It's I'm old and I'm tired and whatever. It's worth everything. Because that time when you're living a free life as an American, that's what every American should experience. So, Mark, my best to you and your wife, and I'll forgive you for not using me as your broker. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, the show. I appreciate it very much. Because the idea, if you listen to that Jen Psaki clip, she said she's not taking it off the table. Who elected Jen Psaki to anything? But it's more proof. Joe Biden is not the president. The Marxist mafia is the president. Joe Biden doesn't represent anything except the hood ornament on the fascistic totalitarian limousine that is the Biden administration. The, the largest failure in American history as a president, as a party, the American Marxist mafia, calling himself a Democrat and the one in the lead with the wet diaper. I'll be back after this. streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. America is starting to resemble the preview for Dr. Strangelove Part 2. It's a, an unusual position I'm in because I'm not anti-violence. I mean, I'm going to tell you the truth. I think if somebody is attacking you, you need to defend yourself. The only thing I'm absolute about is liberty and freedom. I'm absolute about that. But I also recognize that the some of the greatest damage done to this country is done by liars and frauds who have deceived the American people, blindfolded them with a flag, and not just enriched themselves and their cohorts, but have destroyed peace and continuity throughout the world. I'm also aware there are some bad hombres out there. I don't like the idea that uh, theocrats are abusing women and children and creating hell holes prisoners for their citizens, like the Taliban. I don't put a pretty face on them. However, I don't buy all the press. So I wanted to bring on somebody like Scott Horton, who is, in fact, the director of the Libertarian Institute. He's also the editorial director of antiwar.com to explore the answers, because we can all agree that we are riddled with failures, and we need to break that chain, break that system. Scott, thank you so much for taking time and joining me. How are you? 
Happy to be here. Uh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. So we all can agree that what we've done in the Middle East, really since the turn of the 19th century and the Sherman Antitrust Act and all of the occupying and insanity, our CIA in Iran and all the rest of it is an unmitigated failure. But here we are in the stew. And we've got the Taliban who is now financially rewarding and giving land to people who um, are family members of suicide bombers, which to me incentivizes suicide bombing. And, you know, I've got two kids. I don't know if you have kids or not. Uh, I'm concerned for the safety. I didn't agree with Iraq. I didn't agree with Afghanistan. I don't agree with much that the military-industrial complex has done, but we are in a bit of a pickle. So what do you think? What is the future like? Well, I mean, the Taliban are simply no threat to the United States or any of our Western allies whatsoever. And I don't know all of the details of that particular story, but that sounds like paying off people who families of suicide bombers from the last 15 years or really the last 10 years, they didn't even really have a suicide bombing campaign until Obama's surge. And they kind of, uh, you know, the Iraq surge essentially led to a lot of jihadis fleeing, and some of them went to Afghanistan to join the Taliban's fight there. Not yeah, and here's many, the- but they kind of imported those tactics from Iraq. But otherwise, those were always al-Qaeda tactics, not Taliban tactics. And right now, they don't have anyone to attack with suicide attacks. They already won the war. They yeah. control the whole country. And here's so the th- they're not using suicide attacks against anybody now. And the last thing in the world they want to do is, you know, help somebody like al-Qaeda attack other countries outside of their borders like what happened last time. And here's the thing I think people forget. During Obama's tenure, 80% of his drone strikes, if I remember correctly, killed innocent people. Oh, it had to have been far higher than that. I mean, that is, you know, as Americans, we want to reflect on when we were fighting tyrants and dictators and mass murderers and scum. And I think it's an American fallback to always think that we're doing that. The reality is we can help create some of that with the kind of failures and the military-industrial complex corruption and and you know they only thrive when we've got wars going on how do you what you know i've had so many people say this to me over the years and it just makes perfect sense that on september 11th it felt like pearl harbor right surprise attack first thing in the morning three thousand dead you know they got that much in common so far in fact in this case it wasn't even a military target it's civil well the pentagon but civilian targets in the form of the towers and then the idea was that there's got to be something like the Japanese Empire out there behind it. This Islamo-fascist caliphate, as uh, Bush's propagandists put it in. But remember, these were just a small group of pirates, a small group of bandits. They had to hijack our civilian airliners yeah. to even have weapons to use in that attack. In other words, this was a last gasp, Hail Mary attempt by this mm-hmm. handful of losers to figure out how to provoke America into tripping over itself and destroying itself. And we and did exactly, exactly what, what they, they wanted. Did. We did exactly that's right. What they and wanted. listen, you know, Bin Laden's son gave an interview to Rolling Stone 10 years ago. And he said, listen, they said, do you think your father's going to continue to attack the United States? He says, no, I don't think so. I don't know why he would need to. As soon as America invaded Afghanistan, he already won. That was what he was trying to do, was provoke America 
into the exact same policy that we helped the Mujahideen inflict on the Soviets to bait them into overexpansion in Afghanistan, to yeah. bog them down, bleed them to bankruptcy, and force them out the long and the hard way. And they're trying to replicate that exact same policy against us. And now look at you and me now, Sean, having this conversation in 2021. Yeah. After we blew $10 trillion on this thing, destabilized and radicalized the entire Middle East and accomplished nothing but empowering bin Ladenites and empowering the Iranians and the Shiites. Scott, my daughter, my daughter was on the bed in that cigar roll blanket because she was five months old. She's a junior in college now. And that yep. to give you, you know, a little sense of perspective. Here's the other th- problem I have. We've got an absolute and total moron who's been wrong for half a century about every foreign policy decision this idiot's ever made. I got to believe there's going to be some bad decisions coming down the pipe. Yeah. Well, I'd say getting out of Afghanistan was the best one he ever made. And let's remember... What he was doing was sticking with the deal that Trump made. And, in fact, the part that he ruined about it, because everybody knows the withdrawal was botched. But what was botched about it? What was botched about it was he kicked the can down the road just four months. If he had just stuck with Trump's deal, which was to be out by the 1st of May, then they would have had that decent interval before the Taliban took over. And and there was also also an aspect that would would have made it so that didn't we send $83 billion there? Three months before he left. I mean, it, it, to your point, that delivery would have never happened. That's right. And look, I mean, essentially, the Pentagon was trying to do the same thing to Biden that they did to Trump and to Obama before, which is force them to stay and escalate. Remember, Trump wanted to get out in March of 2017, and Mattis was just absolutely insubordinate and said, We're not doing this. And then by August, they had pressured him into sending 10,000 more troops and a massive escalation of the, of the uh, air war, which, and then I swear to you, this is the history of how this happened. It was over the national security state's dead body, like the CIA, the military, at every level, the National Security Council. They wanted to do nothing but escalate, and Trump insisted that, and I, don't, I swear I don't know by what curse or blackmail or black magic, that he was able to get Zalmay Khalilzad this extremely important neoconservative apparatchik who had helped pick the puppet government for Afghanistan 20 years ago. And he got Khalil thought to promise and to follow through on, imagine this, negotiating an exit deal with the Taliban. You stop attacking us, we'll stop attacking you, we'll get out, or actually we won't, we'll keep bombing you from the air, but eventually we'll get out at the end of the deal. And the Taliban agreed to that and helped usher us out. You know, that last suicide bombing, that wasn't them. That was the Islamic State, which was a group of, get this, refugees from Obama's drone war in Pakistan who came across the border to Afghanistan, who then the Afghan government, you know, America's puppet government there, tried to use, a.k.a. the CIA, tried to use them against the Pakistanis and against the Afghan Taliban. But then, once ISIS became a popular thing in the mid-20s, they raised the black flag and declared their loyalty to ISIS and the Islamic State and became our enemy. Just a nut- you can't find a single one of these groups who hadn't worked for the CIA at one point or another. Oh, I'm, you listen, I'm not, a, I'm not a CIA guy, believe me. But I, I, I want to ask you this, because the reality is it's also not, we have to live in the real world to a certain extent. And what we have now, we got, a, we got, we got some bad intentions, and I don't believe they're from the, the, you know, the way in which we're getting the information, but I do recognize 
the communist leader as a as a piece of garbage. I'm sorry, brother, but when you're a communist and you're an admitted communist and you have prison camps and the rest of it and you people disappear for months on end and then they come back spewing your nonsense. I think Xi Jinping is a son of a dog and uh, I am aware of what he's doing. What's our response? What should it be in your world? Let me ask you that. Absolutely nothing. Give me a break. No offense, but that's a bunch no. of garbage. Well, I mean, here's what it is. You know, people pretend that David Koresh, because he abused his people, that that meant what? That he was going to march on downtown Waco, kill everybody, and take it over? Right? I know, but those Saddam are two Hussein. different things. Those Saddam are two different Hussein. things. Saddam Hussein has done terrible things to the Kurds back when he worked for Ronald Reagan. So this is that where didn't we. didn't mean he was yeah. going to conquer the Middle East. So you, so but this doesn't, here. Those, are, those are, you're conflate, you're doing that thing now, don't do that, don't conflate things. Let's just deal with what I, I said in, in regards to China. Well, you I'm see what's going that, on with I'm Hong Kong. Up that, listen, they feed us nothing but war propaganda about foreign nations our whole lives. So let's not pretend that this is probably the exception to that. I mean, the reality is but do you that agree? China, now, is you... Already, China is already a vastly overextended empire, just like America is. They're surrounded by, I think, 15 different nations, including the Russians and the Indians and the Japanese and their, you know, historical enemies like in Vietnam. They have their hands full. They have, as you mentioned, the Xinjiang province. Also, Hong Kong, of course, is, you know, I mean, what a happened there? challenge for them. What happened there, the fact Scott? That they, the, pardon me, just let me finish real quick. Okay. The fact that they run a one-party dictatorship there does not make them an aggressive enemy against Uzbekistan, much less the United States of America. What do you think about what they did with Hong Kong? Well, I mean, most people in Hong Kong are living just fine right now. You can go there and come back and tell me. I mean, they have some State Department-funded protesters so, that go out and complain the when they're paid to. The fact that they're buzzing... business as usual in Hong Kong continues. So the fact that they're buzzing Taiwan, what do you think about that? Well, they're not buzzing Taiwan. Again, this is war propaganda. Read it from antiwar.com instead of from Fox News, and you'll see that what they're doing is they're flying not inside Taiwan's airspace, the 12 miles. So in your, in, I just want to, I want to not misrepresent well, you. In your well, world, I just want to represent myself real quick. They're flying within what's called the defense identification zone, which means the area in which we ask you to signal your ID. That is not violating their airspace. It's not buzzing Taiwan. It just isn't. They're so you're not, concerned, you're not concerned with the military in China? No, I'm not. In fact, right. the American military says that China's policy is called A2AD, anti-access area denial. In other words, they're building up a defensive naval force because they're afraid of us. And let's get real about us. The American people don't have an interest in who rules Taiwan. The American people don't have an interest in rules Hong Kong any more than they do Shanghai. That's not what matters. But our government is corrupt, and it's bought off by the people who make the ships and make the long-range bombers, who have literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars at stake. They need an enemy, and China suits it. Remember, just a few years ago, that the enemy was Russia, Russia, Russia. They are just... They ran out of enemies, so they're recycling the old ones. I guess we'll have Iraq War Four in a couple of years. Yeah, you know, on that we agree. Listen, that's why I like having you on. I don't have to agree with you all the time, but on that on that particular point, we agree. And my my only thing is, 
as somebody who who really thinks that all citizens should be free, I don't want that used against me either, right? So I don't want to be drawn into a war and we're going to kill you to free you like we did in Iraq, like we did in the Middle East. So that's why I bring you on because I, 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 you make you make people think. I don't I don't always agree. I do think that communists are bad people not to be trusted. I, oh, sure. I, well, look, I agree with that. I'm a libertarian. I'm as anti-communist as you can be. My wife is a refugee from the Soviet Union. I can tell you about communism all day. But, you know, let's get real about the, the, the um, communist government in China. We're dealing right now with the right wing of the Communist Party, right? After Mao Zedong died, Deng Xiaoping came to power. This is in the 1970s. They abandoned Marxism because they uh, kind of starved 30 or 40 million people to death. Well, that's what it does. And so the Americans sent Milton Friedman over there to teach them that you need markets and prices, you dum-dums. And they said, oh, okay. And they really started truly implementing that in the beginning of the 1990s. And the reason the Americans are worried about them now is because of what capitalists they are. But I would actually caution you in a way that you're probably not used to and say that the reason that you should be less concerned about them is because of how communist they are. Because, in fact, the more government intervention in their economy and the more politically their big business decisions are made, Uh the dumber they are. And the more distortions they cause, the bigger corrections that they have to deal with. We have this massive boom and bust cycle in our government, in our country, because of our government's printing of money. Well, in China, it's even worse. We have a housing crisis in southern L.A., they build entire ghost cities Scott, out in the middle there. of the desert. For a moment it's there, I didn't know which country you were talking about. Is, yeah. yeah. So, so, in other words, the more commie they are, the less of a threat to us they are. Yeah. And then the more capitalist they are, the more we should try to ally with them, or not ally with them in, in, in any policy against any other free. state. But I just mean be friends with them and trade with them and create economic interdependence with them so we never have to fight. Because at the end of the day, they got H-bombs. Like and it. so do we. And so that means we just cannot fight. That's it. See, that's why I have you on. You get a, yeah, I mean, I really do. You make people think. I think it's an interesting perspective, and I agree with you more than I disagree. I just want you to be right because I, uh, I saw the book of Eli, and I really don't want to be. I don't look good in green. So thank you very much, Scott Horton, The Scott Horton Show. He is the director of the LibertarianInstitute.org and the editorial director of Antiwar.com. And he made me think. Thank you very much. I appreciate you joining me. Thank you, Sean. Really appreciate you having me. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. So there's a book that Scott wrote that I read a while ago called Fool's Aaron. And in the book, he predicted what happened. Now, I don't agree with Scott Horton on, on everything. I really don't. But I do find it interesting what I do agree with him on. I do agree with him that when Barack Obama and his drone strikes, over 80% were civilian people, what you did is you, you recruited a new enemy and you covered it up. You didn't tell the truth about it. I do agree that our military war machine, War Profiteering Inc., only is in business when we're in conflicts. Where I don't agree is that I... The, the, the thirst to dominate by the Communist Party in China is not benign. It is not something that you can ignore. China is our enemy militarily. Did it have to be that way? That's the interesting conversation. 
And the answer is no. It didn't have to be that way. Because to me, I think people long to be free. I don't know if there's happy Communist Party members that are not in leadership. I was optimistic in the plan with China to introduce them into freedom and capitalism in the hopes that the people would overthrow the dictators. They did not. They disappointed me, and they let me down. And now they are ruled by a strongman government, and now their ability to resist is the same as it is in Illinois. It's not without violence and repercussion. We can move. They cannot. So that's the part I disagree with him on. I also didn't get an answer that I wanted. We've got a, a guy in office who for 50 years has been wrong. He is now going to make and is making decisions. He is this bribery for peace foreign policy we have doesn't work. It's up to $800 billion a year. Um, it's a failure. And I think we're going to be in a conflict whether we like it or not. I also think he botched unequivocally Afghanistan. I like the idea that Trump was going to do something as far as get us out, but I do believe he would have left a force there so that it did not be, fall into the hands of the Taliban. There is no kinder and gentler Taliban. Anybody who tells you the only way you can live is if you submit to their dictate is an enemy. So in there lies our future. I'd like to know what you think. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. You're simply the best. So, it's interesting. I'll never forget what a mistake we made over and over and over again in the Middle East. Charlie Wilson's war, Joe Biden, John McCain, arming who would become the Taliban, ISIS, and the rest of them when they were freedom fighters. Big mistake. I understood why they, right? They gave you all the reasons in the world. CIA, what they did in Iran in 1953, big mistake. China's a big problem, a big problem. And what's going to be the solution? Michael, Southside. Hi, Sean. How's it going? Good, buddy. How are you? Uh, good. To, I'm okay, thanks. Uh, it's good to talk to you again. Well, we've talked before. Thank you for taking my call. Okay. Uh, I just, I, I, I got to say, this is one. This is yet another reason why I'm glad I don't have any kids. Uh, <laughs> I don't like uh, the way China, that sounds. Yeah. Well, here's the issue because I, 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 my heart, in my heart of hearts, I think that you know, ten, twenty years down the road, we, we're going to have a real serious problem. That's going to be conflict. China has been expanding militarily. Uh, they, they're killing us economically. They're stealing our technology. Seriously, what part of a newfangled hypersonic missile is not clear? That's not I mean, good. They're, they're, China means business. I mean, right now they, they they have a missile that apparently can circle the Earth and zap us anytime uh, they want. So, uh, so no, you know we, why I let problem. I, I let Greg I let um I let him talk I'm sorry not Greg um what the hell was his name I can't I can't remember his name now isn't that terrible uh, I let that's it Scott Horton I let Scott Horton talk not because um I agreed with everything he said but I did think it was interesting however where I think he made a mistake is in selling China as harmless I do think he's right that they're weaker than we are told meaning militarily and financially but i cannot help but recognize i believe that their thirst to conquer when you see them building lands in the south china sea 
They're literally creating islands. When you see them, and they are buzzing Taiwan, whether he wanted to admit it or not, when you see what, ha- what happened in Hong Kong, which to me was the wedge in order to break apart the Communist Chinese Party, because Hong Kong was thriving. It was freedom. There was resistance to communism. That's all gone. That was a mistake in the administration of Trump. I understand why he did it. He got bad advice. But it was a mistake. We, I don't think we can afford to make the mistakes in China, with China that we did in the Middle East. So I think you're right. I'm sad you don't have kids, but it's never too late. Remember, we're men, damn it. Tony Randall, 78 before he had his first kid. By the time the kid needed $50, Tony Randall was gone. It's not a bad plan. It's Dan Prof's plan. Thank you so much, Michael. Appreciate the call. Jim Payless Park. Hey, um, I've got so much to talk about with you, Sean. I just love your show. I oh, can't get enough of it, but I, I appreciate work. that. 12, 13, 14 a day, you know. But can you answer me this? Why is Madeline Albright, who I call not so bright, she says she's a check, which I am. She is by no means a check. She covers up her real nationality, like Mm -hmm. Henry Kissinger. They both live in Beijing. Can you tell me why? No. Both secretary, former secretary. Here's the other thing I can't tell you. I cannot tell you. I cannot tell you why so many officials, so many senators, and so many congresspeople have investments and have colluded with the Chinese Communist Party. Now, I do think to a certain extent, Jim, the concept of introducing freedom to a communist country has the potential to break apart the communist country from within. I do think that's the smartest and the safest way for our nation to combat a communist country. But that doesn't excuse why so many of them are invested in China. It also, there is only one explanation as to why China has invested in Hunter Biden and in John Kerry's stepson and in Rosemont Seneca, because it's a, it's, it's a corrupt play-to-pay scheme. And that's the real answer. So it's, we've, we're interlaced with corruption. But the other thing, too, Jim, that I'm concerned with is, There are morons on both sides making decisions. And if we were to, God forbid, go to war with China, it would be catastrophic. That's what I think. And I also think that there may be an economic plan to do just that. Because these idiot Democrats are still under the belief structure what stopped the Depression was World War II. And that's the tell of a moron and a corrupt son of a gun who only understands the way he can take the light off of his own corruption and failure is to distract us with another war. I think that's a problem, Jim. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. 312-642-5600. I never underestimate the devious nature of the Democrat, or the politician for that matter, and I think it's important to not take our eye off of the ball with what we're facing in our economy in the reality of what's in this bill. I think it's something to really be concerned with and watch. And I want to tell you a little something about what I think destroyed our country and our our freedom and our liberty. It isn't the idea that we had expanded capitalism or experimented with trade and benefited American people. I think that would have been the answer had it been followed. I do think that the Biden administration has been corrupted by the labor extortion mafia since Joe Biden was able to tie his shoes and get out of a room without an exit sign. When I hear Jill Biden thank union 
ex-union presidents and union strongmen who are in the administration rather than focusing on how we can fix it. I think we're in for a real long three and a half years. Secretary Cardona, as you know, my husband made a promise to educators across America that his secretary of education would be a leader who taught in a public school classroom. She's the union president of the teachers union. When you look at our labor secretary, union president of a corrupted East Coast union, when you look at the people that are making the decisions, all making the problems worse versus the way to spread peace, in my opinion, which is to spread the idea that we are connected through success, not restraint, not failure. See, these Democrats only have one idea. That's to restrain us, to overtax us, to control us. Very similar to the socialist communist countries around the world. I think the answer is to break all that apart because I believe that there are people in these communist countries that feel the way we do, that aren't interested in conflict but are interested in succeeding and through growing I think that's going to be the answer in the future. My concern is the people that are making these decisions are corrupted, are, are, have more of an interest in controlling and taxing rather than letting us all be free. John Kerry. But Mexico's industrial base, already deeply integrated with the rest of North America, absolutely stands to benefit from the energy transition. For example... When we switch from gasoline to electrify vehicles, there are- Mexico will still benefit. So that's not the answer. So it's, it's time we, we peel apart the control aspect of what these fascists, of what these Marxists are selling us as answers. And it's time that we demand that freedom really ring. See, agreements of, of exchange of an economy isn't a bad thing. It's a good thing, unless it's controlled by political investors by political whores like John Kerry and Joe Biden. That's the answer. Richard, hang on. If you're on the line, stay there. I'll get to you as soon as I get back. I can't believe the show's almost over. Fastest show on radio. We got some good calls, man. I'm going right to the phone lines. Good calls. Richard Elmwood Park. Hey, Sean. Hey, first things, I love your show. I love I love the way you speak. I love your ideas, your whole not, thing. But thank you, brother. How not about fair. You're from Elmwood it- Park. Go ahead. Well, I'm actually a mailman in Elmo Park. I'm not from Elmo Park. I, right. I just okay. I just delivered there. Thank I just you. worked a ten hour day. My shoes are off, and I'm sneaking up the car. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's but why can't we? Why can't we as people just stop buying Chinese products and hit them in their pocketbooks, <laughs> even though they fuzz the numbers? But if we are a big consumer in this world and we stop buying their stuff, yeah. I wanted to I know do it. Kind it. Of goes against comp- yeah. No, I wanted Go to ahead. do it in a different way, Richard. I wanted to do it because okay. I wanted I wanted Trump to stick up for Hong Kong and to exploit the rest of the options outside of China. Because I do believe we yeah. need trade because Richard, unfortunately what's happened to this country is we've allowed the labor unions to write legislation to prevent competition. I'd really ideally like a, a strong manufacturing base in America, but we cannot and we certainly yes. are not with the eco Nazis that hold office because they are going to make it impossible to operate. And they already have. I just that, go ahead. I just can't believe that okay, we're gonna take the hit for all this eco crap. 
but we're going to buy product made from China that helps us with the solar panels. I just the, and they I'm avoid sorry, and they avoid the all the regulations. That's another reason, Richard. That's another reason. It's a complicated yeah. issue, but it doesn't have to be because freedom and capitalism is very simple. Thank you, Richard, for the call. Go rest those dogs. Ralph Rantoul. What's up, kid? Ralph, you know how much I love your call. Are you there, babe? All right, put, let's put Ralph back on hold. See if he gets his phone. Owen in Willowbrook. Hey, Sean. Hey, I don't know if anybody's told Lurch or, or President Kraps' pants uh, how, Ooh, like that, that it takes 50 to 100 barrels of oil to make a lithium battery. <laughs> so how's that getting us off of fossil fuel? No, what it's doing, what it's doing is it's sending our economic success to foreign enemies. That's the stupidity in yeah. this plan. They don't get it, or it's even more diabolical. They do get it because they're invested in these foreign enemies. That's more like And all you have to do is look. And if you look at Hedges Manufacturing in in Michigan, that's the company that uh, makes lithium batteries in Michigan that Uh Hunter Biden bought for the Communist Party. There you go, brother. I love it. See, that's why I got the smartest listeners in the world, because we understand this scam. This whole damn eco-Nazism is a scam. But it does explain why Sean Caston drives the Bentley. Ralph and Rantoul. Oh, hey. How you doing, Sean? Good, brother. Hey, um, look, I got a buddy, a really good close buddy, who's done quite a bit of uh, teaching and not consulting, but teaching in China. And I can tell you with certainty that the Christian church over there is underground. There's probably... 300 to 350 million Christians in China being persecuted because they can't actually um, practice their faith above ground. And the information is really hard for them to get, all right, because the Chinese firewall is very powerful. But they hate living as slaves. They crave for outside information. And the CCP, okay, they are not people's buddies over there. And the Chinese who like freedom know it. But if you're in the system, kind of like if you're a Chicago alderman, everything (laughs) is great. If you're outside the system, not so much. Ralph, the answer is freedom and capitalism. It really is. It really is. That's why I disagreed on, on some of the things with the libertarian, but I do agree with that. If we are interconnected through growth and through real success and freedom, we will have a peaceful world. And that's what we all want. Thank you, Ralph, for the call. You know, I appreciate all of you listening. I cannot believe how fast this show is. Can you believe how fast it is? We've got to talk to the suits and get another hour. I can do it. Margo in Burridge, I would love to take it, but it wouldn't be fair to you. After all, I'm back in 22 hours, and the Marxist mafia will still be committing atrocities against your liberty and freedom. I'll see you in 21 hours. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.